0: It is the 519th episode of the Chair Shop Podcast coming to you here on this Monday evening, this grey Monday evening. We've really hit that horrible kind of uh, Irish sort of not quite summer, but like not quite spring either. Just that peak greyness that defines our existence. Um, at least here in Limerick, very temperamental, I'm one of your hosts in Limerick, Barry, join as always From my co- cohorts further off the country, we've got Hall Hello And across the, just a little, little teeny pond, not the big pond, as people say across the pond, not that one Little pond, across the way, Joe Towner
1: Hello, nice
0: um, How we doing boys, big week for us here in Ireland The uh, Today is the first day of non-essential retail which I think I haven't been to Tesco yet. I assume that means they're gonna ta- Mr. Gorbachev, tear down these black bin bags you have over the DVDs. <laughs> I I must be allowed to look at to look at you know um, tag with Paul Rudd for a tenor. Let me look at the Lego, please. I did purely just to say I, I did it today. I did go to the record shop that's like a bas- a basically part of the complex I live in, just to say I went somewhere. And I perused right. their comic books. They didn't have anything I wanted. But, um, but you know, I, my, Brona bought some records. She's actually left them here right next to me. I've got, like, Mac Miller's 2010, uh, his breakout mixtape, on vinyl, which is actually going nice. to... Yeah. It's not mine, but I'm playing with it now. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, I had an alright week this week, or the previous week, just coming out of it. Went to the zoo up in Dublin um we've been to the zoo many class, years ago. We did. We I think the zoo has been a frequent talking point on this show in fact because there's been other times we've both gone independently as well. Yeah. Um yeah intercounty travel is allowed and the zoo is open so I um and I was in desperate need of a day off so I took Friday off work and and, and went up and had an owl perambule. It was lovely. Uh the temperamental weather that we've had actually held up. I did not get rained on my entire time which is lovely. And it was great. The animals were were hustling and bustling. They were interactive. They were jumping all over this. It was great, with the exception, and this is literally always the case, the big cats in in Dublin Zoo. They are rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. they are rubbish. They don't do anything. They never do anything. Um, the snow. I I have I've seen about like one spot on that snow leopard's body in my like six visits to Dublin Zoo in my entire life, because it's always just hiding. Um, which is fair enough. I don't think a snow leopard is supposed to be in the middle of Dublin city. I don't think that's where they, they, they naturally inhabit Um. So, uh, so that was nice um, this past week. I, um, I also, this week, as part of my, my life, guff. Uh, well, first of all, I celebrated my mammy's birthday. That's why we're hey, doing you. this on a Monday. Birthday. I was uh, entertaining yesterday. Uh, went for some nice fish and chips. Got her a little cake various other things but well, that's boring who cares about that the other life stuff i was doing this week was uh, I, I invested heavily heavily made a huge uh, financial play in a capture card for the old
1: laptop oh.
0: uh, and I, I fired up an old twitch stream during the week or the weekend i should say which was quite fun um i the princely sum this capture card of nine of the queen's pounds on amazon um which is obviously incredibly cheap for that kind of equipment it is uh, actually i could, uh, for the benefit of my my broadcast colleagues here, here here it is in my hand um it is about the size of a usb key it's literally just yeah. a little thingy um and it was it did the job so i was uh, i was twitching on the uh, on the weekend it was a lot of fun much harder than when um obviously the playstations have built in stream stuff it's literally press one button you're there it's, it's a lot harder to actually do it with like okay i'm going to hook up my tv and my console to my laptop and i have to oh and it's like oh i have to I have to manually myself put my little webcam in oh i have to do this and i have to do that i have to pick my own bitrate. um that's actually kind of hard but that in, in a way it was also kind of fun because it's a little bit more of a um project i i suppose um but it was a lot of fun yeah so if um if people on who've been listening to this for 10 years aren't happy with three hours a week <laughs> um they can go to twitch.tv slash and i'll be playing more games i guess i'm gonna try and get into it on the regular now that i've invested a tenor do you know what i mean in this yeah um yeah, 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 yeah um yeah so i did have to as well because i was like once i i so i just randomly came across a video online of a fella saying hey you know you can get a capital card for a tenor if you want to start streaming And I was like, okay. And there's, like, this piece of shit laptop. I was like, there's there's no way. There's no way it's going to work because of this. So I, would like, I installed, like, some cleanup software that I got in a Humble bundle months ago but never used. Mm -hmm. And so it worked. And so everything's running much faster now. Everything's booting up faster. I have not had a technical issue getting onto this show, which listeners might not be aware is a frequent pain in my hole. um, Went out and got an Ethernet cable. So this is another reason why this is. Probably running smoother is that I'm not going on Wi-Fi, which I usually do. Yeah. So uh, yes, I've been I've been messing around with the computer a lot this week, um, in my in my spare time. But um, yeah, I think that was it. I think that's it for my for my life. Golf. I'll maybe chat about the video games I was playing uh, uh, later. Um, but that was about it for me. Uh, what about you, boys? What have you been up to? What's what's the sky? What's the skinny?
2: Well, you're not the only one doing computer-related improvements. Um, I probably mentioned that on the podcast. Well, first of all, this is my first time recording with my actual setup in about a month. So yeah. I think for the last four shows we've done, I've just been using my like work headset because I was on location. But now yeah. I'm actually back with my, my actual somewhat professional microphone. So I should be sounding much better than I have been. Um, but also... I've been using, like, my phone hotspot as my internet for the last five months. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I invested in some... Uh, they're called TP Links. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the actual product is called. TP Links is the name of the company. So basically what my setup is now, it's much more stable and actually faster. But you plug... It's like a little... Um, Plug that you plug in next to your router and you connect it to the router by a LAN cable, right? Okay. And then you plug one in your room, also via LAN cable, and plug that into your laptop and the network signal goes through the electricity in your house. Oh, okay.
0: Mm.
2: Very handy. And um, so I'm... In checking my network speeds, I'm basically connected by LAN cable, even though I'm at the exact other side of the house to where the router is. Excellent, okay. So we should not have any network issues anymore. Um, they're very, very cool, and what you can do, and I've actually ordered more, is you can, once you've set up the initial pair, you can just buy extra ones and you put them anywhere in your house. You You literally just plug them into any socket, turn them on, and it's connected to the the network so nice. got, i bought one for uh natty to use when she's working so she can she's also quite far away from the router where she does her work yeah and i, I i'm going to use one for my playstation
0: yeah work sounds like a great use of that because um since i since i've now got this i've got i've, I've got old school every fucking device in this living room is is wired wi-fi is i thing of the past yeah uh new consoles now this laptop all wired up the only shit that I haven't bothered fixing up is the work shit. but that is now subsequently the worst performing "quote unquote" stuff in the entire yeah. um, house. So that sounds like it. Inter- so, so is this was this an Amazon job or are they?
2: Yeah. Now, it's, to be fair, I'm sure you can get equivalent uh, bits and bobs, but they're they're not as cheap as your uh, capture cards. They're <laughs> about about twenty pounds, I'd say, for a pair. That's good. Uh, very easy to set up. It's literally plug into the socket, plug into the router, and there's just a button you turn on. Simple, simple as that to okay. set it up. Um, I did have a pair a while ago that I'd got second hand that I'd had issues with, which is why I never kind of delved back into the world of of TP links. But it might have just been that the pair that I had were were very old. Um, whereas with these, I've had absolutely no issue. I was playing um war online for about three hours last night oh um and i i use the tp links with the playstation and i you know i would say like the internet in this house is, is not good first of all in addition yeah. to being far away which is why i was using phone hotspot for the longest time and i would say with wi-fi my download speed you know when on the playstation you do like to set up network it gives you your like download speed and upload speed i think up oh, download speed might have been as slow as like 12 megabytes per second right. which isn't hard isn't horrible but it's is, not great, is not great. Uh, and with the tp links i'm at, at about 50 excellent okay. so we're talking about maybe four times as as fast hmm. uh, and much more stable as well so hopefully we're not going to have any issues um barry's network is more stable my network is more stable so we should be all right um And one thing, speaking of Amazon, that I've noticed is uh, for people living in Ireland, Amazon Prime is a goddamn necessity uh, if you want your parcel delivered within fucking two months. Because I was off Prime after uh, Brexit went live, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, And suddenly anything I ordered on Amazon would be like, "Uh, we'll email you when we have a date for you. (laughs) And I had ordered something (laughs) for my mom and i'd ordered something for like a present we got for natty's mother as well and they were like uh yeah that's going to be delivered at the end of june and when i was buying the tp links actually it uh came up like oh we want to offer you a free 30-day trial of uh, amazon prime right and i said look it can't hurt i'll I'll maybe watch some stuff on amazon prime video it's free anyway so who cares and then I ordered the T P links, and they're like, "Yes, they'll be with you in two days." Yeah. I was like, wait a minute? What's this two days shit happening?" It's kind of all so, or nothing. Yeah, it's pretty much so. I cancelled those orders that were again scheduled to arrive the end of June. Um, one of them is already has arrived, right? And the other is arriving tomorrow. So, That's weird. I wonder what the is. It just if you're
0: prime, their Amazon's just like what will just pay whatever. Maybe it just charges and they're stuck somewhere. I
2: figure it's more like with the prime, Amazon are delivering delivering it themselves. I feel like if you're ordering from the UK, even if I think it's coming from the Amazon warehouses, they're sending it out like economy posts. Right. Like literally the cheapest worst option yeah. possible. You know? Um, but it's been or maybe it's just been my experience and specifically the things I've ordered. I don't know. But it's been like night and day. Um I also, this is going to be only for the benefit of Joe and Barry, and not even honestly for the benefit of Joe and Barry, because it's really only for the benefit of me, but uh, I have a new t-shirt that I got. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a lost t-shirt, and it's maybe the ugliest, uh, most horrible t-shirt ever designed, but I saw it and I had to have it. It's a reference to the season three finale, oh, God! and it's got, it says, we have to go back in the most basic font, <laughs> maybe in human history. It looks like something that uh Simpsons artist would
0: make. A yeah, little bit. Yeah.
2: I was looking on Redbubble for an, like a good t-shirt, and I came across this one. I was like, mm, it's going to have to be that shit one. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: good or really bad. Yeah, what I better? don't know.
2: Something about it just tickled me. I was like, "Well," wow. And it's like a brown t-shirt as well to make it even <laughs> less appealing. God, God. Lovely. Um, in other news, yeah, it was Natty's uh birthday. Ooh! this week that's her she's playing mass effect at the moment oh yes um, you very excited yeah just off camera oh, there you go um i got her no oh, she went mass effect legendary edition which a lot of um sites haven't reviewed yet uh, and I haven't played but I'd be able to give you my impressions of her playing she's about 10 hours in already I would say oh, new new
0: new YouTube channel idea boyfriend reviews I've just come <laughs> up with this idea totally unique
2: <laughs> um but it was her birthday then it was also our anniversary I guess you'd call it cute like we're not, we're not married but whatever you that thing is pre you getting married and having an actual no anniversary. yeah we do that I know what you mean yeah yeah so we're 7 years now thank you very much which is about a minute.
0: I feel like um, for some reason I would have thought longer. I don't know why. I feel like it's just been yeah. a fixture for most of this podcast existing.
2: <laughs> May 15, twenty fourteen was the original day. So uh, so yeah, we had some nice lunch. We got um there's a restaurant down in the village that we got takeaway from. As opposed to just getting normal takeaway. We said let's go get takeaway from a restaurant so it yeah. at least resembles some kind of real food. So Nat, you got like roast. Dinner takeaway, basically, and inspired by yourself, I got some buttermilk chicken tenders. Oh yes, really, that were very good. And I invented some... those. That's right. And just to really stick it in Scott McAvoy, mm. I got some chips that had like some I don't know paprika or something <laughs> on them. There are as So look, I will mm, take that.
1: <laughs> um, not much else. I think that's it for me.
0: Hmm. lovely good life what about you joe what have you been
1: up to quite the um the fun weekend or the fun saturday anyway so i had to i had to go on saturday morning get up quite early and go for a, a covid test oh, um So no. i have a i have a hospital appointment tomorrow and they make you go for a test to make sure you're right. not gonna turn up with yeah you know, allergy um so i haven't had one done by someone else before i've only done like the you know the home ones where you do it yourself Right. I've not experienced anyone kind of ramming you oh, know swab right down down the back of your throat. That one wasn't too bad actually. It was a bit uncomfortable, but the nose was the worst. Like she was going right up there. Like seriously, I don't know how how deep COVID goes, but she was going right <laughs> up there. Eyes were all watering. I was you know coughing for about ten minutes afterwards. But yeah, anyway, got got that out of the way. That was very unpleasant. <laughs> People that have been having that done like every day or every week, I can only imagine that must be the most unpleasant experience to to go through. Um the funny thing she said, oh yeah, if it's if it's positive, we'll give you a ring to let you know. If it's negative, we won't bother. Uh, and it kind of reminded me of that old Ricky Gervais urban. I knew what <laughs> <it> that was gonna be. It's like yeah, if if you're going bankrupt, I'll ring you I'll I won't ring you at four. It's like, well, just give, send me a text either way. No, if you've not got COVID, I will not give you a ring. Just get on with it. Um, yeah, so that was good, but um, got that out of the way. Then we had a nice little trip out to uh, the shopping centre, had a Burger King, which was oh, um, yes. very oh, nice. Oh, baby. They like, do, the burgers, the burgers are better. You, like, you can taste the beef. You yeah. can actually taste that it's beef in there, unlike McDonald's where it's just... McDonald's, but yeah. yeah, that was nice. Um, I think we had it a bit early because I wanted to get a McDonald's breakfast, but I think we just missed the cutoff around 11, so it was like, mm, all right, we'll go to Burger King instead. <laughs> just yeah. Don't go to McDonald's, as well. Uh, yeah. well, it's than breakfast or nothing. I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah. instead. Um, but um, it's a shame that it wasn't kind of this week because now that pubs and restaurants have, have reopened properly, um, over here, we don't have that awkward thing of getting the takeaway. And then having to go and sit mm. on like a wall near the Burger yeah. King. <laughs> with a load of other people who have also bought their Burger King and have just gone and sat on the wall outside. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to actually get your little takeaway, eat it in the Burger King, and then leave all that shite in the restaurant for them to throw away so I don't have to deal with it. Um, yeah, so that was good. And then we had a very exciting afternoon. We went to Waterstones, the bookshop here, and bought a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. Ooh. Now, I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle probably 20 years. 25 years maybe. Um was a lot in my grand because she was she was into puzzles but yeah we bought this 1000 piece puzzle it's, oh, it's quite a big one and i have to say <laughs> Michelle picked it and it is the most difficult puzzle I think i've ever seen. <laughs> it's basically a, a painting of a bookcase and all the books are like either red blue or white <laughs> or a few green ones so they all look identical. Um so we managed to do the outside of it you know didn't didn't take too long. Yeah. Um, but now we're starting on the inside and it is, yeah, it, there's, there's nothing, that, there's no kind of objects of focus, like the yeah. picture that you can go, oh, look, there's a plant or there's a tree or something that you can just, you know, work around. It's just all books. Uh, I think it's probably going to take us about three months. If <laughs> so did you um, have
0: one section of the of, of the place just dedicated to the puzzle?
1: Yeah, well, it's on, we started doing it on our coffee table in the okay. living room and it's they're just going to have to stay on the coffee table for as long until <laughs> well, we yeah. finish it. So, it's going to make make things a bit awkward, but it's yeah, it's fun. I was very excited at first when we were like doing it and finding the pieces and I was like, yeah, puzzles. This is great. We should do loads of puzzles. Now I'm like, oh my god, this is going <laughs> to consume our lives for several years.
3: <laughs>
1: but anyway, fun fun stuff. When we finish it, oh. it'll be worth it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm very envious of the fact that you guys are already getting restaurants and this and that like we are we are a good three or four steps behind england mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. in where we are with the whole covid gimmick um to be honest i take the tories at this stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah get, get boris over he can be the tarnished or the the tea shock or whatever yeah god it's <laughs> such a mess and so slow like they're not—they're not even on like the forty-year-olds, yeah? Are they? No, my mum got it. actually. That I suppose that I forgot to mention that on the eve of her birthday, my mum got
0: her first COVID fax, which is good, I guess. But she's yeah. fifty in her late fifties, so. Right. Yeah. Um. They like they said <laughs> there was a story like the like the Bradker put out a statement about it um, that was interpreted as everyone would have gotten their first vaccine. They're aiming to have everyone having one vaccine by the end of June and then the media ran with that and then he said no 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 they should all ha- at least have an appointment for their first one by the end of June so they wouldn't even actually have the first one never mind that the first one is essentially irrelevant because you're not even fucking immunized with one but uh, so I, I think the new I think the new kind of um, realistic target is is like July end of July so we might have something resembling. A normal second half of the summer, I guess. Um, I don't know that that the, the status of that changed, and that was before our, our health service was shut down by a cyber attack. But that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, anyway, yeah, that's life Guff this week. Busy, busy. The three boys very busy. Um, uh, we'll jump in here to our our, our various guffs. I started watching taskmaster the old uh, uh, comedy sort of quiz, not quiz right. show I suppose comedy show from yeah. formerly of the Dave network now of channel 4 uh, very um, funny yeah a, a very a very breezy easy watch uh, Greg Davies hosting and, and, and a host of comedians I, I will say we just finished the second season there they're all up on YouTube up until a certain point as well which is good perfect yeah, way to watch yeah. any show really Um uh, I will say that like the first, the cast of the first season, I feel like, is probably going to be difficult to top because I thought it was a good crew. Uh, second season was still very funny, but not, 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 not on that same level. But uh, very entertaining, uh, very amusing. This was actually inspired by recently we did play the board game of the TV show before we even knew what the TV show was. I'd never even heard of it before a couple All of weeks right. ago. Uh which the uh, board was ton of fun. Similar kind of concept. It's all about like using household stuff and being creative and just kind of taking the stuff on the fly. Uh but yeah, a lot of fun. Um so we're gonna keep working our way through that. Um
2: Yeah, I've actually watched quite a bit of that on YouTube as well. Yeah. It works on two levels on both it being funny but also the satisfaction of seeing people work out the tasks and yeah. Do them in creative ways. Yeah, they're I they're like they're,
0: they're quite clever, yeah. So we're we're watching that. Um Uh, i imagine we'll be probably caught up to the the newish ones fairly soon because we are kind of ripping through it uh yeah and just earlier today uh you know between work and doing this show i started rewatching adventure time from the beginning um i bought the first two seasons on blu-ray i think three years ago and it's my first time opening them to watch them today um they're on like now TV, but I was like, if I don't fucking open these Blu-rays and and use them, I just won't be able to do yeah. it myself. So I'm gonna watch season one, and then uh, what I'm probably gonna do is I'll watch the first two again with like commentary and see if the commentaries are any good. And if they are, I'll right. watch them all with commentary because it's only ten minutes an episode anyway. So I'll just
2: yeah yeah, um,
0: and I'll watch all the features because obviously I've seen season one ten million times, but I, I want to watch all the the bonus Judas, um Right. Yeah, I've never actually finished Adventure Time, so I might watch those. Blu rays and then the full series on our TV, so I'll watch the rest on there.
2: So, yeah, yeah. I'm only up to season eight. I never watched the last three seasons, yeah, eight, nine, ten.
0: So, uh, yeah, we'll have some more adventure time chat on this podcast soon. I would imagine. Um, that's been that's been my telly for this week and reading in the years, which is good again. Well, Mm. well, it was good, it was like really fucking miserable. I'm realizing the last decade, shit, absolute fucking nightmare (laughs) shit of just like misery. And every episode has a fucking massacre of some description in it, um, okay. natural disasters. It's pretty funny when, like, so the, yesterday's episode was 2015, and it was like, oh, new research on climate change uh, results in protests in the street of Dublin and around the world. And I was like, what, oh, 2015, I'm glad we got that sorted. <laughs> um, what a time that was when the climate was broken. Um oh, so what a what a distant memory that is. Uh, yeah. So that show that shows great, but it's not exactly a barrel of laughs, especially when it's shit and really recent. Um But yeah, uh that's been the TV this week for me.
1: Cool. I got a couple of shows. Um so I watched the first episode of the new series of Inside Number Nine, um, mm. which was on last Monday. Um so that was that was pretty good. It was it was a comedy episode um rather than there horror horror or kind of more mysterious ones so it was it was pretty funny it was very silly um lots of kind of very well-known actors but all wearing masks so you couldn't really really tell who they were which is quite funny right. um yeah lots of puns lots of kind of self-referential meta-textual jokes um so yeah a bit a little bit self-indulgent but still a pretty you know enjoyable episode so i enjoyed that
2: i didn't even know there was a new episode eh?
1: yeah it started it was back back last week I think it's on tonight as well, so hmm. check it that out on
2: there's something for me to watch, because I'm all cut up
1: to that. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see. M-
2: minus one episode, obviously. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so that was good. And we also, Michelle and I, watched this series called um, Devs, which is a kind of sci-fi series by uh, Alex Garland, who did, um well, I saw lots of stuff. He did The Beach. He wrote The Beach, I think. Did he write the beach? I can't remember. He did 28 Days Later. Um, he wrote X Machina and um, various other things. Um, yeah, a series from him. And it's about how to describe it? It's about this big tech company that has developed this technology um, that allows them to predict things. I'll go too much further in case you haven't seen it I want to watch it. But oh, yeah, the, the main guy is weird. played by Nick Offerman um, from Parks and Recs. Right. Um, yeah who obviously normally known for his comedy roles, but plays a kind of dramatic role here and and does quite a good job. Um, Yeah, and there's there's several other characters um, who kind of work at this big tech company and are sort of tangentially involved in this mysterious kind of project that they're they're working on. Um, Overall, I'd say we didn't really enjoy it. It's a very slow moving show. And I think when you look at some of the reviews, people love it because, oh, it's very atmospheric or it takes its time. But I just found it a bit ponderous at times. Like it wasn't so much taking its time as, as nothing was happening or it was just taking very long time to kind of, do, you know, to do things, to, to move the plot forward. Um, but I don't know. I think that some, it, it would really depend on your perspective. I think I see some people really enjoying it for me uh, and for Michelle. It, it didn't really land. Um, but we kind of got. It was only eight episodes, and we got through them all in, in four or five days. And it, there were enough kind of twists and turns in the early episodes for us to kind of stick with it and, and see it out. But definitely a probably a, a divisive series. But um, yeah, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, something a little bit sci-fi, dystopian kind of thriller, um, it might be worth checking out at least a couple of episodes of that of, uh, of devs. So there's, some, hmm. there's definitely some. It's definitely got kind of unique unique sort of feel to it in terms of the actors they use and, and the look um and it's a little bit similar to ex machina as well in some of the, the themes that it comes out with um but i would say overall I, f- I felt like it was trying to be Westworld, but it wasn't yeah smart as Westworld. world right. right. <laughs> how i would describe it but uh yeah if that's if that's your kind of thing you might enjoy it a bit more than than we did and uh yeah that's all we watched this week
2: Alright, uh, speaking of Westworld, uh I started watching Mayor of East Town mm. which if you've not heard of you might have heard of as that new Kate Winslet thing that's on.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's a HBO show. HBO Crime Thriller series starring Kate Winslet, um Evan Peters. Oh, um a few other names that you would recognize uh, guy pierce um and juri rice or anguri rice who is the girl in uh, the nice guys shane black shane black's uh, quite good film mm. um so it is a murder mystery thriller um told v- quite slowly like <laughs> Like Joe was just saying, but in, in slow and things are happening um, as opposed to being so deliberate with, with also nothing happening. Um, probably an all time career best performance by Winslet. She's like, on, based on this alone, for me is like entering the echelon of top, top tier working actors. Um, she, It's set in Philadelphia and she does like perfect Philadelphia accent. Um and also like a great performance aside from the accent, um I would say it's kind of the kind of show both of you guys would really enjoy. Um, it is and why I said speaking of Westworld, uh, all the all the episodes are directed by a man called Craig Zobel, mm. who directed uh some of the episodes of Westworld. Um, it's uh yeah it's really clever. It's um one thing I like about it specifically is um, especially the first episode is is just very um, like miserable in a sense yeah which like the whiplash of that tone off the back of division and uh, Captain Man and the soldier <laughs> um, <laughs> is 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 very refreshing for like it's a properly mature serious drama It's just nice to have that after shows that are kind of more popcorn-y or more, you know, made to not be taken so seriously. It's nice to have a show that's very, very, um, you know, steeped in reality and with realistic characters that are very sympathetic, but aren't necessarily always the good guys, Um, which is one criticism that I could imagine being put against it by a. A smaller p, pee, more p-brained viewer <laughs> is that. Is that there's no likable characters in it, whereas me with my big galaxy brain, uh, I, I watch it and say, "Well, galaxy." These Chocolate char- Some of these characters do bad. <laughs> some of these pa- characters do bad things, but they are sympathetic in what they do. Oh. Um, first episode was excellent. Also, episode three was great. Two had a little too much comedy almost in it for like a show that is very very serious like maybe 30 seconds of it in an hour long runtime. but even that for me is like too much i just want this show to be very very serious and very very like gloomy in its tone yeah and there's like little bits of levity because i understand for for your you know for your non uh sadomasochist you you want little bits of of levity in here and there but um and then episode four which is the most recent one Um, I thought it was the first one that I was a little bit down on. Um, it just has a lot happening, uh, and more like side stories. It's the episode that delves into a a bit of the side stories of some of the less important, less important characters. And so that was the first episode that felt like, well, it's a seven episode series. So it's the middle episode. So it felt like it was treading water a bit before it goes into the final three, but, uh, yeah, I'd give it a definite, definite recommendation. Winslet is excellent in it. Um, the show has elements of, like, the the best of True Detective, like Seasons 1 and Season 3. Um, elements of Twin Peaks, in that it has a very well-developed ensemble cast, all the people in the town, who all are a bit eccentric or a bit psychotic to a certain degree. Um, elements of uh, Villeneuve's Prisoners in how it looks reminds me a lot of that movie. Um, I don't know about its availability on Now TV or whatever, but it's on uh, HBO and it's on Sky Atlantic.
0: Okay. okay, yeah, it should be. It should be um, on
2: now. I think. Yeah, it's it's very very good, and given that it's only going to be seven episodes long, it's definitely a mini series worth checking out. Although, you know, when it comes to murder mysteries uh, as mini series, I feel like lately they have a tendency to go down the wrong road um, with with an end episode, which will have a revelation of of this character who in the first six episodes was just a normal character is actually unspeakably evil. <laughs> yeah. Do you know <laughs> when they do with that? And it's like, well, I don't really buy that so much. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that they go to a revelation, which is more like, you know, not sympathetic necessarily, but like a character who just did something outside of what they would normally do. Like they got caught in a situation that they kind of lost control of. Yeah. Rather than it being like, haha, and they're like stroking their beard with how evil they're um but it's really really great it's really really great you do get a feeling though especially like i said episode four you do get a feeling that there's one too many thread that they're setting up as red herrings uh, i won't say which one specifically because if you do what i do highly recommend it and if you want to check it out i don't want to spoil anything but there's some stuff that they're a little bit so heavy-handed with and you're like look i know this is a red herring it's obviously a red herring. Let's not spend so much time on this red herring. Because when it's revealed to be a red herring, I'm going to be mad that we spent so much time on it. Um, but it's really good. Uh, Mayor of East Town. Well worth a watch.
0: Yeah, it's, it is on the old
2: uh, It is on the old Now TV. It sounds like right up my alley. So I think I might. Uh, I think it's got, I think it'll be right up both your alleys. Too. I, I might give it a bash
0: uh, for sure. We are, we are between serious programs at the moment, I feel. Yeah. Uh, so if you well, watch I think off, episode
2: one of of the first four is the best episode. So at least check that out. And if you're into the tone of it and into the seriousness of it, go on with it. If it's not if it's not for you, I don't know that it's going to get necessarily better from there. <laughs> um, maybe actually, maybe it gets a little bit slightly less serious or, or less gloomy. But it's it's pretty it's a pretty dark show, uh, as well as being a very serious one. Is that your telly for the week? Yep.
0: All right. I think that's uh, I think that's all about you this week. Um, we can jump into the old movie stuff. Uh, I didn't watch anything new this week, so I'll just get these out of the way. Uh, for some reason, Brona wanted to watch *Revenge of the Sith* the other day. What? So I I watched that film for the second time over the course of the pandemic. I've seen that film twice in less than a year. Jesus. Christ. And let me tell you, it's still not great. That's two more times that I would want to see it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking boring. It just goes, especially like I forgot that like he like he sort of joins Palpatine like halfway through the film. And then it just it's so slow after that. Like it like it takes ages for them to like get to the fight, then the fight goes on for ages. Oh my god. Anyway, we watched it. I I don't think I need to watch that film ever again. Rest of my life, we also rewatched. Uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, which is the Netflix original from a couple of years back, which I really liked and I still really liked uh, on a rewatch. Uh, very enjoyable sort of dark comedy thriller with uh, Elijah Wood. Uh, really really enjoyed that. Talked about it many moons ago on this show, and I also I'm going to stop. Um, uh, ridiculing my girlfriend after this final movie review, um we were sitting down looking for something to watch, and scrolling through the various apps. And there was nothing taking our fancy. I don't want to watch this. Don't want to watch that. And I jokingly said Borat because I knew she didn't like it because she rolled her eyes when I was watching Borat two. She's <laughs> like, oh, no. I know. Like, how do you think? How do you think Borat is shit? I was like, it's boring. It's great. The problem is that it was too great, and everyone kept referencing it because it was so great. And then I can't remember what the scene was. I think it, I think it was the the the, the ending. She goes, ah, oh, like so. Yeah, just It's the one with the the MMA cage, isn't it? I was like, no, that's Bruno. Bruno was shit. But no, I was like. Borat? Borat's the one where he's a Kazakhstan guy. And then I, 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 in my rage, I managed to figure out that she had not, she had not seen Borat, which to me it was unfathomable. I was like, like you were alive when it was inescapable. Do you know what I mean? You, you like, you, it, it was during our, you know, late teens when everyone was doing the Borat. How did you not see it? So then so then we watched it and I was I was vindicated because she was laughing the whole way through it and I was laughing the whole way through it because I don't th- I haven't seen it in about ten years, which was long enough for me to re find it funny, and re find it funny I very much did. Um and upon after watching them both, I, I I it's probably now it's definitely I would confidently say the first one is a lot better than the second one, even though I did really like the second one. Um uh, and I, I think it was a, a, a an indication that Sacha Cohen still has it but it, but he, he might never have it as good as Borat 1 again I don't think um, so uh, yes uh, Borat 1 still very good in in conclusion uh, and that those are the only that, that is the three films I've seen this week quite a collection
2: very good uh, I am exclusively on the old animations this week okay uh, I watched a 2021 release, my third of the year, if you can believe that, uh, after, what were the other two? This is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Godzilla vs. <laughs> Kong. They're the other two. Uh, I watched Netflix's new film, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Have you guys heard about this one? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's made by, and this is what piqued my interest. Ooh, some Gravity Falls alumni. Ooh. Don't mind if I do. That show was great. Um, it's definitely very Gravity Falls-y. That's good. I'll say that much in its humor and also its character design, uh, despite it being like 3D versus hand-drawn style. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was very funny, very likable. Um, kind of has a has an Edgar Wright kind of feel to it. Okay. In addition to having a Gravity Falls feel, so if you kind of cross those over, that's kind of what you get. Um, yeah, some genuine laughs in it. Very well written. Very funny. Um, I would say only a few moments that felt a little forced or a little like there's bits where. There's like Rihanna songs in it and stuff stuff you might experience in like a lesser animated movie, like a Trolls or uh you know, there's some moments that feel a little bit out of place like that, but I understand why they did it, you know. Um but no, I thought it was very heart very heartwarming, very uh very fun movie, very warm movie. Hmm. Um yeah, and if you were a Gravity Falls fan and you miss that kind of very specific kind of humor, albeit it doesn't quite have the the same Twin Peaks you feel that uh, Gravity Falls did, um, it's it's the closest you'll get since Gravity Falls ended. That's that's um, as good
0: an endorsement as I I can hope for.
2: Yeah, it's got a really likable little cast, um, a, a funny father played by Danny McBride, who who evokes memories of like Grunkle Stan in a way. Um, yeah, it, 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 I wouldn't say it's necessarily as good as Gravity Falls, but it's definitely I think I gave it like a seven or an eight on the letterboxed. Um, yeah, it's like better than the majority of animated films that you get these days. So I'll give, it, I'll give it a thumbs up and a recommendation. Uh, rewatched your name, Japanese animation from 2016, fucking great. Uh, sci fi romance uh in with elements of like body swapping a la freaky friday or whatever right um two teenagers for for whatever reason which eventually becomes revealed uh find that they're swapping bodies at random intervals uh, and they kind of have to manage their lives around that, like leaving each other's clues and things to do and not to do to give away like that. They're not who they think they are. Uh, and then suddenly it stops. Uh, and they try to figure out why it stopped um, and try and find out, the, find the other person and figure out what's happening. And that leads to a bigger kind of mystery um, mm-hmm. with, with a, with a hell of a twist halfway through. And, um, yeah, one of my favorite Japanese animated movies. It's not a Studio Ghibli movie, but it's and it's not necessarily has the magical quality of like a Miyazaki film. But it's right. it's a really really clever romance slash sci fi film with um, really really clever writing and a real a real good punch of a twist. Um, that that like even on a rewatch, like the twist kind of got me. Whereas. Like, I knew where the film was going. And I was like, oh, I forgot that really big detail of it. Which is the sign of a good twist, right? Is that after you've seen it, that it fools you again. Um, and then we watched another Japanese animated one. Uh, the Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Which is a much funnier film. Not quite as good as your name, I would say. Um, but similarly clever. Uh, and like I said, very funny. Uh, what I would describe The Girl Who Leapt Through Time as is... Groundhog Day, if Bill Murray could like control the time flow. (laughs) Okay. um, Like if he could choose when to restart the day. So this girl, uh, I don't remember the characters' names, so don't give out to me for that. But this this girl, this girl suddenly discovers that she has the ability almost in a, it felt like kind of Roll Dally more than anything. It felt like a a Roll Dal story. This girl discovers suddenly that she has the ability to like time travel. short time distances let's say and she's of course using that to her advantage right like redoing things when they go wrong and early on there's a scene in like cookery class where she like is putting the battered fish or whatever into the pan and the pan spits and she falls back and knocks the thing over it lands on the guy's head or whatever right (laughs) okay and and then she goes back in time and is like here you swap place with me and then it happens to that person instead of her and she doesn't think anything of it. But of course, later on, there is repercussions that she's not kind of considered that she then has to deal with. Um, yeah, very, very funny film. I, I I definitely like films like Your Name or Girl Who Leapt Through Time that have like a very strong concept to them that they then build off. Um, neither of them are Studio Ghibli films, but they're both very, uh, very good. So I recommend both of them for anyone who has a tolerance for... Japanese animation, specifically uh, about high school kids, which is not something that I would usually see mm, and go, hmm, I'll watch that. But actually, these two are really good. They, they, they don't fall into the trap that a lot of high school anime does. They're, they're, they're not they're not fucking high school anime. They're real films. They just happen to take place in that setting. So
1: thumbs up. They're the three movies I watched this week. All
0: right. Even about you, Joe, what have you
1: been watching? Um, a couple of movies, one from um, quite a while ago now that I forgot to review, which was the um, Tina Turner documentary, um, which was on Now TV, which was really, really good. So I didn't know I didn't know a lot about Tina Turner, um, if I'm honest, um, even though love her, love her songs, love the ballads, love the power <laughs> ballads, all that, you know. Um, right. What's love got to do, got to do? Sorry. Yes. Right, What's simply the best? you know all of that all that good shit um <laughs> i knew she was married to ike turner who was a wife beater but that was about it um, but we watched it and it's it's a very sad documentary because she has she was been through a lot of um a lot of struggles you know with her family then being married to ike turner who was very you know, a star in his own right who was very quickly eclipsed by her uh was very jealous was you know abusive um kind of mentally physically Mm. um she kind of got out of that and then it's interesting she started she became a star with him as a sort of a duo in the 70s um was very successful but then she kind of you know things went went awry after that and she was doing vegas and nightclubs and things like that trying to build herself up and it wasn't until not to give away the whole thing, but you know, until she kind of re-found herself as a solo star in the '80s and, and did all those those ballads, that uh, she became the absolute, you know, huge kind of global uh, icon that she did with you know, no. huge, huge record sales, still some of the biggest ever, you know, selling albums. Um, it's a really, yeah, really kind of interesting story, uh, kind of life story. Quite sad, but also quite, um, you know, quite hopeful at times, and, and the kind of redemption um she, she had within her career so yeah really good documentary that's that's on on now tv uh and we also watched a movie called shirley which is it's not exactly a thriller more of a drama um but this is a movie about a horror writer called shirley i don't remember i can't remember her surname if i'm honest let me look it up shirley jackson um so she's a well-known kind of horror writer uh, and in the in the film, she's played by Elizabeth Moss, um, mm-hmm. who is, I mean, she's great in everything. <laughs> she Oh, she wrote The Haunting of Hill House. That was one um, she wrote, surely. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah, that's probably the most well-known thing she did. But she also did a very famous short story called The Lottery, which if you haven't read it, I would definitely read it. Um, unfortunately, the ending was spoiled for me, which <laughs> made it oh. a bit less enjoyable. But definitely, definitely read that. It's probably like a 15-minute read, and it's it's really, really good, The Lottery. Um okay. So anyway, the movie's about her and her husband who take in a kind of young couple who are moving to their town. And uh, the husband has a job at the um, at the university where Shirley's husband teaches. So he kind of takes them in their wing and they stay with them. And they're a very, very, you know, Shirley and her husband are a very weird couple. And um, it kind of follows how this... This younger couple get sort of ensnared into their very very strange sort of world that they've they've constructed. Um, so it was very very interesting. I don't think it, it is based on on their you know on their real characters and and sort of true story. But I don't think it's actually particularly faithful to real life. It is very kind of dramatised and um, so it takes their their relationship and goes off in a whole other direction. But um, really a movie about the the performances. So the the two leads Elizabeth Moss. And Michael, I think Stulbarg is his name. He was in um, Boardwalk Empire playing Arnold Rothstein. So that's why I always always remember him. Whenever he pops up, I'm like, oh, there he is, Rothstein from Boardwalk Empire. He's he's always good for a turn. Um, So, yeah, the two of them are fantastic. And it's really their performances that carry the film. But it's very... Kind of interesting, slightly dark, slightly strange sort of film. Very kind of lyrical and and interesting in the in the way it's put together. So, would definitely recommend uh, Shirley. Another fantastic performance from Elizabeth Moss, who should have a bloody Oscar by an hour or something. She hasn't even had a nomination. She's been in so many. Yeah, good she's things. young, yes. I know, but uh, you know, Invisible Man. That was fantastic. All the other stuff she's done, anyway. She'll get it one day. But yeah, big, big thumbs up. If you like a bit slightly strong, a strange movie about a very strange writer, then that's one for you.
0: Yeah, Invisible Man was better than Nomad Land. To be fair, you, you know. So. I mean, yeah. That's, that's not saying much, but it is true. Um, Alrighty. Uh, from there, we can jump in to the game golf. Paul, talk to me about that. Warzone. I have not touched Warzone in like a, over a year. I would say,
2: yeah. Um, first of all, I'm I'm certainly no Warzone veteran <laughs> or expert. Um, I dip my toe in here and there. Um, mostly playing the battle royale modes. Uh, but there's a new version out called Rebirth Island. Mm. Um, which I was playing with um, some of the boys off the old uh, server, off the old Discord.
0: Oh, those miscreants! Those
2: sons of fucking bitches! Because um, they play out every week, and I was like, eh, "Let me, let me have a go." Um And so the the basic crux of it is: it's a much smaller island than you would have um, in the normal battle royale mode, but for the first. However many minutes, um, if you are killed, as long as someone else on your team is alive, after thirty seconds or so, you will be respawned back into the game. So, but you still have the kind of the circle ever, you know, decreasing in size, um, and so it gets a bit more haywire, and you're kind of hoping for your your teammates to cling on to life while you respawn, and so healing each other and so on has a much Mm -hmm. higher importance and then eventually after a certain amount of time the rebirth is just cut off and now it's just okay you're all in an area let's tactically try and stay alive and kill everyone else um yeah kind of much better balanced in terms of it doesn't have the gulag anymore and so if you're killed you're not sitting there waiting for your chance to play the game again right it's a little it's a little bit more fun to play because you're constantly playing um we didn't win any games. I think we came second like four times or something. Um, and yeah, I, I'm again not very good at it. I wasn't sure about the controls or the loadouts or this or that. I'm I probably played about ten hours of it combined at the stage, and I still I'm coming to grips with how it actually works. And you're playing on, like, you know, the party chat with the other people, and they're going, uh, uh person on Nova, Nova down, uh, got, got him, uh, breached, uh, one got dead, shot, shot. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, Nova, what's Nova? Where, where are we going? What's going on? <laughs> um, but it was good, it's good fun, it's definitely a good, f- fun game to jump into, even like just as part of the team, just to kind of play along and play soldier and be like, oh, there's someone over there, and you, you mark it with your little icon oh there's someone over there and everyone's running over with their guns it's you know it's good crack um so that's rebirth island that's the new newest uh war zone update i think it's season three they're on now yeah um but as you know barry uh, if you want to play these games you gotta download an old 35 gigabyte uh patch it's absolutely ridiculous how big yeah. the updates are for this game um but uh you know I play it here and there, and I get fun out of it. I have a very big hard drive on my PS4 Pro anyway. Um, so it's not so much of an issue to me. I don't, you know, once I've beaten a game, Ghost of Tsushima, whatever I've beaten in the last yeah. Once I beat it, once I platinum it, it's, I just delete it off the PlayStation anyway. So I don't have games kind of taking up my hard drive space so much. So it's not so much of a problem as much as just like, I want to play. Oh, there's a 30 gigabyte patch that's, for it.
0: That's the know. real pain. Yeah, that's yeah. the real pain. It's just that it's the frequency as well um yeah 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 i'd love to get back into the old warzone but like i i think i would have to get rid of the other components of call of duty on my playstation 5 to make room for warzone because they're all the the main call of duty game is the exact same it's fucking massive it's constantly patching right um i, well, I, I don't even have
2: warzone i don't have the main game yes
0: yeah, com- com- combined it's something like mentally it's coming up on 500 gigs for a, a base <laughs> ps4 i like could it's, it's Absolutely asaline. Um, Yeah, and they still haven't, because I'm on the, the 5 now, they still haven't put out any like SSD pre-approved replacements. So you just you have what's in there and that's it. Um, yeah, I'd love to get back into the old models. Maybe I will. Uh, any other scoops uh, or updates about the old Mass Effect?
2: Uh, yeah, so obviously I, I, I more or less use IGN as a guide to, to game buying, although... I also have major, major issues with the way they score their games. Uh, i.e., eight is good, seven is bad. Whereas if I watch a movie and it's seven, I'm pretty much recommending it to you. <laughs> um, but uh, they don't have a Mass Effect review out yet because apparently EA were stingy with the old codes or whatever. So I'm going to give you my exclusive Mass Effect review, keeping in mind I haven't played for a single second, uh, but I've watched Natty play it for a while. It's uh, definitely looks very good um one hallmark of a remake is it looks how you remembered it looking so it's like faithful to the look of original games i'm sure if you went back and played mass effect from 2007 it probably looks fucking horrible by today's standards but they've been successful in making the game look how you remembered albeit a much cleaner sharper version So it it simultaneously hits you with the nostalgia of, oh, Mass Effect. But actually, it's a much better looking version of Mass Effect, even if you don't realize it. Um, It plays very smoothly. Um, Looks to be 60 frames per second. Um, Colors are very vibrant on it. And um, though the faces still have the flappy mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's still Mass Effect. um, the detail on the faces etc is much better like i remember when i played mass effect and even 2 and 3 that the faces and the shadowing on the faces specifically had a weird shimmer f- shimmer to it or a weird like fogginess to it almost like i it's hard to explain whereas there's none of that in the remaster it's very clean and very well done um i'm not sure in terms of gameplay how much it's been revised to be honest i don't remember much about how the 2007 mass effect played because i think i played it in 2007 <laughs> pretty much when it came out um but uh, aside from you know very superficial things like the faces and like the textures on the faces are obviously not of 2021 standards uh the game otherwise looks like it's like it looks fine looks like it plays fine um the non-human characters actually look really good like i'm looking now at garrison screen and if you had never seen mass effect and you walked in and you had garrison screen you might believe it's a 2021 game yeah you know some good. of the alien characters just based on the, the skin texture and the design kind of can get around the um the yeah. bad uncanny valiness yeah. of the human characters um that might be an idea for the next kind of person developing this kind of game is just don't have any humans in it and they'll age yeah I'd play as an alien thing in one of those yeah. games um, um there's definitely a bit of the dead eyedness to the human characters um but uh no it looks really good uh, we had one crash um mm-hmm. about seven hours in I think natty's probably about 13 hours in give or take now um and she's a very thorough aspect player um and uh, yeah it uh, looks good. I probably will dip my toe into it eventually. I I do want to finish Final Fantasy first, and I want to also play Death Stranding, which I've never played. But I, do, I will give Mass Effect a go down the road. Uh, size of the game, by the way, 102 gigabytes. Yeah. Um, it comes on two discs. It has its data disc and then play disc um But keep in mind, it is three games.
0: It is three games in like 4K <laughs> as well, which is you know. it's not too bad. And that that first one, especially because I know they they streamlined the sequel. The first one has a lot of explorable. Um, it
2: does every time areas. I come in. Natty is just on this like barren planet in the Mako. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's i actually i didn't even notice until you said it, that there were no reviews i
0: suppose yeah i haven't seen the only video i saw was i saw digital foundry did a, a comparison then and yeah. you now and it's funny because it, like mass effect one doesn't look terrible but it's just our standards are just so different now for what good yeah. is like the the textures in like the original game like it, it looks nice at the time and it's still colorful but everything's just flat do you know what i mean yes, it's like really. and everything has like a rocky texture on it versus having rocky assets on it do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's, it's just, it's just a complete. It, two generations really does make all the difference. Yeah. No, they um, look
2: like Rex is on here. Rex looks really good. Even the like light and the shadowing is really, really, really well done. It's really just the human characters that are the giveaway, and yeah. some of the like animations and stuff. Yeah, I, I would, I would like to get, to, I,
0: I, I would like to get to those, like you said yourself, yeah. some other stuff in front of the queue first, and yeah. um, um, I'd like to get to ma- that Mass Effect series at some point. And we did get it
2: two days early thanks to Smith's toy store. Oh Smith's we Smith. got it delivered on the old 12th of May when yeah. it uh, released on the 14th. Yeah dirty bastards outrage early, early edition um, uh, and I was playing a bit of uh, Pokemon snap again today. Oh yeah uh, like I said the perfect kind of pick up and play and do a, f- a few runs game. I've been kind of digging more into the like challenges as well try to figure out oh there was there was a pokemon here what's going on and you have to go in and like i said trigger things to happen such that you get a, a a thing to happen and that's fun that's a fun aspect of it but it's also fun to just pick up and do a run-through of the level with no expectations and just try and get better photos than you have
0: yeah yeah uh yeah Uh, I haven't been playing too much on the game side myself. Uh, I had to talk about Twitch earlier. What I was playing uh, on the first stream, what I'm going to do on Wednesday, the remaster, funnily enough, in the vein of Mass Effect, of Destroy All Humans. Did you play that in the PS2 back in the day? I never owned the PS2. Oh, no, but it was on on all that stuff of that generation. I'm sure it was on GameCube, but um... It was... I loved it at the time. I remember loving it at the time, and I was fairly pleasantly surprised with how um, how well it holds up. It's a very of-the-era game. It's kind of quasi-open world, but not, like, really open world. It's like you have various little, little, like, hubs that are, like, two or three city blocks, but that's about it. It's not, like, city-city. And, yeah, you're a little alien. You, you have telekinesis powers. It has tons of ragdoll physics. So the very first mission you, of course, you land on a farm and you're picking cows up and you're ragdolling them against each other and they're flopping about and their legs and udders are going in the air and right. you have to kill a farmer, so you throw a cow at him and you're like, <laughs> okay, it's got physics, that's good. And then you, it shows you how to use your ray gun. Um, and and yeah, it's just kind of one of those you know, kind of very mid-2000s, just mess around with all these gizmos we've given you. You have a laser, you have a spaceship that you can use to level whole buildings you've mind control you have you can disguise as people it's just really fun lots of just a fun kind of sandboxy kind of thing um and they uh, again it, it's similar to what you were saying with mass Effect. i don't th- i don't think they built it from the ground up again it's not a brand new game but they a lot of really good work went into it i think it it, it does not look it looks like maybe on the lower end of the spectrum for a current game but still, very much a current game. It does not look like a PS2 game that they've stretched out to widescreen. You know, right? Um, really sharp, really colourful, rock solid Frame rate looks great, runs great, um, and it holds up pretty well as well. So I'm going I'm to play more of that. Um, again, it is a it's a fairly direct one to one remake of a game from fifteen years ago. So I was not, I was not in a rush to shell out full price for that one. So it it is on Game Pass, which is how I got it. Um, I don't know if I'd be paying sixty quid for it because it is—it is just that game again. Um, that's it. That's really all I've been playing. Playing more Returnal, but I—I I, I haven't played much of that in the last week. Um, yeah, that's the games for the
2: week. Do we want to jump into our emails? I have one here. It's from Scott McAvoy, El Hijo del mm-hmm. Bueno. Uh, subject: Geo Gesser. He says, "Good afternoon, Paul. I had a oh, really." Yeah. Fucking cheeky bastard. I had a really good laugh at the idea of you being good at this game. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not because the game itself is hard, but because the three of you earlier this year had a hard time figuring out how far away from you certain wonders of the world were. You three were debating what was closer, the Great Pyramids, the Great Wall of China, or the Taj Mahal, and none of you had a
1: clue. No, I think I did have a clue. I think Paul didn't know.
2: I, well, don't, even, I mean, don't
1: even remember this segment, so I don't take any events. To I do remember it. Like
2: I mean, if we revisit it now, what what do we think is closer? Um, surely it's got to be the pyramids. Pyramids, isn't it? Because Africa right. is just underneath Europe Africa is under us, yeah. Whereas and Asia's Egypt's the very across. top right? Yeah, yeah. China's all the way over there. China's all the way over there, and India is like halfway between. Yeah, no,
1: India's below China.
2: That's a little bit over, though. You have the In- India, Indian subcontinent, and then you have China's kind of up and across. Anyway, that's not
0: what GeoGuessr is.
2: You, you're, you're using, like, you know, it's not about yeah.
0: proximity from us. It's, you know, that, it's a whole different it's a whole different genre. Yeah,
2: I think he's just being he's cheeky and facetious. Cheeky, yeah, I mean, yeah. Scott, how about you and me have a game of GeoGuessr? I know, oh, that I
0: would love to see. That would be great. A, a battle. Well, a battle.
2: I'll do it on the old Twitch. There you go.
0: Yes. And you don't even need to buy it. You could just record your screen, pop it out there. Send Scott the link. He can do Sen's it. has got the link. Yeah. Oh, 1v1 me on on Rust, as the kids say. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Or they did 10 years ago. And of course, if he beats me, I'll just never. <laughs> never post it. Or... So
0: <laughs> the house always wins, baby. That's what you got to is... learn.
2: He says, by the way, half the states in America require license plates on the front of the car. Not sure if this will help you th- with the game, but it might. Mm. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, this is the new segment. you know, uh, a Foreigner who doesn't understand how things work. <laughs> Fish out of water. Why cars in America have the space for the license plate? Well, obviously, half of them, half of the party have a plate on the front. But so many of them have the space for the plate on the front and just don't have a plate. Like, Surely it's more beneficial to have plates on either side of the car so it can be identified. Whereas if it's only on one side, but it's driving towards you, you can't ID it. Like, I don't know. That seems silly to me. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know what the, like even trying to figure out like, what
0: would the rationale be for caring about not having, ha- have not having one on the back, but not on the front. I don't know what the benefit is of that. Cheaper maybe if you, no, but you don't pay for your fucking nicest bit.
2: I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I don't get that. I've always been a big fan as well of the Irish method of the plate having the year, the county the car was registered in, and then a random four, five, six digit number, like ID number. Whereas you see um a yellow reg, i.e. a British car, or a French car or something, and it's just fucking gibberish. It's like, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. I've always liked the 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 We're not the we're not the world leaders in Almost anything. But
0: yeah, anytime I look at other nations license plates, I'm like, lads, our system is so much better. And I will not say that about a great about very many Irish institutions <laughs> at all. But year, county, and then a, a random collection of numbers.
2: Yeah. You know And the
0: collection of numbers is like the stone cutters. It's the
2: order in it's which the, order the car which was registered. registered. Yeah,
0: because the mayor always gets one, or at least that was the apocryphal tale I was told growing up. I don't even yeah, know if that's no, true. No, that's true. <laughs> but it's always like, so the 21L1 would be the limerick mayor's car this year. That is yeah. possibly
2: untrue, but it,
0: it's true that it is how uh, the order in which they're registered. I don't know if the mayor gets yeah. one.
2: That's, so if you see a 05D you know where that car is from and what year it's from and in fact that can become a game that me and my friends used to play while we walked to the shops was guess the year of the cars that are coming
3: <laughs> wow.
0: and the
2: record for both of us i think we we both equal the record was three in a row okay Not bad. So you, you you'd see the car approaching and you'd both just shout out oh seven and the other one would say oh nine and you'd see when it got close to what year it was. This is this is before we had Xboxes in Ireland. Um, <laughs> what did you this ever, is um, The Xboxes came over in the big immigration uh, year of 2011. I I assume this was a a countrywide
0: thing. Did did your school? also have or just your friend circles have a thing where if you saw a yellow red you got to hit someone a dig dead arm yeah yeah i don't know why that is
2: some some kind I of had clo- a conversation some kind of with some colonial
0: resentment that when you see what is obviously an english car
2: you get to hit someone my girl my girlfriend is from brazil my friend's girlfriend is from some far off county <laughs> i don't know which one it is. claire or something and they were saying like do you have no no hit backsies or something? I'm like, no. It's just once the f- person who sees the yellow edge hits someone, and that is the end of it. Yeah, that's no, the end of it. Yeah, she's like, no, because other people can see it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's been used already. It's the first. Yeah, it's the first person <laughs> the first- who sees it, which is which is
0: doubly annoying because not only is your arm sore, but then you're like, fuck, I could I could have seen that, you know.
2: Yeah. And oh. I'll I'll go further and say, not only was that like a school thing or an area thing, I played that with Natty. To this day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She is usually the instigator. She got me with one like two days ago. And I was like, you, oh, I'm going to get you so good. <laughs> I'm going to get you so good. Wait till, we, wait till we go to London, eh? Oh, they're left and right and center everywhere. There. Joe, is there an English equivalent when you see a car that does not have a yellow registration on the back?
1: No, I, I don't even know what color they are. <laughs> you could tell me they're white, yellow, red, blue. There isn't really a license plate game. I did play when we we're in America. Michelle and I play the kind of state game. So if you spot an out of state okay. license plate, you get a point. And um, I don't think you get extra points for Hawaii or Alaska, but you never see those because obviously yeah. they're, they're overseas. That um, is yeah. that is
0: one thing I will give the states when when I was talking about how the the number format on ours I do think is should be the standard. However, credit to America. They do have more like flair, like it's your gamer hmm. tag. Like yeah, more characters. They have more characters. characters. Like the Texas one has a cactus on it and shit. And yeah. oh, the New York was I'm walking here. <laughs> 78962. Get the fuck out of my way if you see this if you see this license plate, you're too fucking close to me. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, they got a pizza on it. <laughs> yeah we, we did try to recreate the game here by spotting like european license yeah. plays but they're just too infrequent like you don't often right. see them yeah. so it's, it's not as fun but yeah yeah
2: well i mean yeah we just get irish over here and then the odd yellow one from northern ireland mm. that's it uh scott continues in what must be the longest email segment <laughs> we've ever done um Instead of a pick one for an actor, I'd like your opinions on which is the better movie villain. Mm, okay, uh, I've only I've only seen two of these, so I can't uh, opine on all three. Uh, John Doe, Seven. Mm. Never never seen Seven. Sorry about that. Uh, Jack Torrance, The Shining. Mm. Hans Gruber, Die Hard. To be fair, if you've if you've seen you've seen the bit in seven.
0: What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, ah, yeah, that's yeah. like Kevin Spacey has like two scenes in that movie. It's like he shows up at the police station after right. they've been chasing the the Seven Sins killer. He shows up. He has don't the box. Spoil the movie for me. Oh, sorry, sorry from the movie that you know <laughs> the ending of, and it came out twenty five years ago. Um, but also, as I say, you've seen that movie. That is the final scene in the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I would say Spacey last, or John Doe last. Right. Um, oh, this is almost like the fucking bracket thing again, because they're both great, Gruber and, and mm. Torrance, but
2: for completely but different Gruber reasons. is a bit more of a cartoon villain, in a sense, isn't Which it? Which makes me like
0: him more for this, yeah. this question.
1: Yeah. I like
3: I, I like
0: Gruber. I'll go Gruber. I uh, I have to go Gruber as well. To me, it's almost like I I like he is the villain. But I don't know if I can get Jack Torrance as the villain. I'm not I'm not I'm like oh I hope she bashes his head in. Like that's you know uh, to to me you have to root for a villain to lose. And I'm not saying I wasn't rooting for him, but it's not. Yeah. You're not. I. You're. I'm not in that mindset for a. For a. Maybe moving monster is a better description for him. He's more of a monster than a villain. Yeah.
2: I mean, I would say Tyrants is a better character, but I guess oh yeah, is a better yeah. villain. Um. Two great
0: performances. Two. I'd say two yeah. late great actors. Jack Nicholson is not dead. <laughs> no, he just looks
2: dead. He just looks
0: um, fucking every day. Drill looks like better of the two of
2: them. Um. <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, I. I don't want to be the one with the scorching hot movie takes. I've only seen Die Hard once, and I thought it was very good, but like I don't love it. Um, it's it's like it's very good. It's a very good film, and the late great Alan Rickman is is great. I love Alan Rickman, and he's very good now. But like I I I didn't see Die Hard and come out of it thinking best action film ever and best characters ever. Like it's a
0: good,
3: well, Christmas, yeah, it's
0: a good Christmas action character. movie. Although, you know, like, I think it's a great and this is probably why it's so popular. This is why, you know, people like Cody Rhodes uh-huh. trying to challenge it. it is a great American hero where the foreigner villain is is disgusted by the cowboy catchphrases and antics. He yeah. becaille, motherfucker. And just like, you know, he's he got contempt not only for the hero, but his American way of life. Shades of Anthony Agogo, yeah. You know. Um... <laughs> Trying to keep, trying to keep, you know, the real heroes like John McLean and Cody down. Oh god! Um, <laughs> oh god! <We'll> find <laughs> and,
2: that in a second. Uh, but yeah, so that's. I uh, mean, to be fair, um, Willis doesn't go on a fucking twenty-minute-long rambling monologue in Die Hard. I, don't
1: to, know, I, it's I, I, have, I haven't
2: seen five. I haven't seen five, so I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh, well, I'm going to go Torrance. Uh, fair enough despite it all I, I like his arc and I like him in the snow at the end mm-hmm. of it all bedraggled thanks Scott for your email. is the snow better than the falling the taking off the ah! No, I mean, and also you're right in that Torrance isn't even really the villain if you consider that what happens to him is more of a kind of possession. Mm. And it's also
0: like loads of symbolism and sins of the father and all that shit. Whereas Hans Gruber mm. is just an evil German. Time to it's... kill the evil German, throw him out the window. Y- Yippee, motherfucker! <laughs> Now let me tell you something, Mister Cowboy. I'm going to kill all these freedom-loving Americans right now if you don't, if you don't.
3: <laughs>
0: oh dear. Oh, I want to. I want to watch Die Hard, but I won't because it's not Christmas. But no. Anyway, thank you, Scott, for the email. That was that was a that was a great email. Great segment, if I do say so ourselves. But for now, we must we must segue into the wrestling and talk about AEW.
2: Um, oh, a, a very very mixed yes dynamite.
0: Yes, uh, I, I I think I, I would have to credit uh, a pal and a, a friend of the show uh, Beno, who who did say this was the worst episode of TV with like three four star matches on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I almost everything that wasn't a match I didn't really like. I feel like um, uh, we'll, st- we'll start at the top, I suppose. Okay. What was the opener? Was it the um, uh, Moxley and Eugene Nakata. Nakata and Moxley coming out to Wild? Come on! How is, how can you
2: not be fired up by that? No, <laughs> uh, it was great. Oh, I don't, I'm not uh, sure that the little whatever it is keyboard solo or something necessarily fits his like aggressive. Oh, here I right, fucking am character. But the rest of the song, sure. It was but when it started. I was like, oh, I like, I know what they're doing, but do I like this? And then after when it, once it kicked,
0: I was like, No, I do like this. I do like yeah. this. It's great. I like it. I like it. And I, I, I wonder. I, I don't know if it will be permanent. I uh, will see. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was not much to say about the match. I mean, it was kind of Nagata doing the hits and Moxley doing his kind of his his impersonation of a New Japan wrestler. Which I don't mean that that sounds harsher than what I mean it as, <laughs> but you know, it is. They, they had one of those matches, and it was not. Yes. It was not, it didn't peak as high as like uh, the recent Nagata Suzuki match or the any of Moxie's proper New Japan matches, but it was still great to see. And it was more, it was more a fun segment,
2: like, hey, isn't wrestling cool kind of segment yeah. more so than anything I else. I like that they came out with the seconds as well, Ren, Narita, and uh, Eddie Kingston. The mm. only thing was missing was Narita having the little bag of ice at the end. Yes. <laughs> Nagata's neck or whatever.
0: Um, yeah, so that was good stuff. Moxley retained, they did a little show of respect after the fact, which was nice. Yeah, that's right. very nice. Uh yeah. And so the, the New Japan relationship rolls on. Uh we didn't we then did immediately kick into the Cody promo. Where um I don't know, in the moment I thought it was pretty good. I like but I, I feel like I am a little bit more of a sucker for Cody's shtick in general than I think most people are, which is fair enough. That's my, my cross to bear. Um right. I, I did like you know he went out there and he was like yeah you know you know I'm, I'm 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 a patriot you know it might not be cool you know there was a little bit of Brent about him you know it, it might not be cool <laughs> to be a, he
1: was wearing a that a, coat a, as well when he was that fucking camel hair coat thing that looks like Brent oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: so he he did his whole promo about how you know. Uh, it ain't trendy to be a patriot, but I am a patriot, bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought it was all, especially because he's literally the son of Dusty Rhodes, I thought it was all perfectly good. Ra, ra, you know, I'm going to beat this this bloody Brit. Um, uh, but the, the only thing that did make me cringe was when, like, <laughs> he did bring up, like, segregation and then, like, boast about having a mixed race baby on the way and I was like I right, okay I get it I get it it's America's great but you don't need to like use your unborn baby as like a you do, 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 do you know what I mean like it's, it's a bit cringe when yeah, he's it, when he's going up against since, the governor
2: yeah especially since Cody has like publicly said he like he doesn't like people bringing up his dad for storyline purposes and this and that like he doesn't like when people do that yeah um yeah I mean, I thought this this was interesting because I thought delivery wise it was very good. that was the main thing for me, yeah, but it felt so like forced in a roundabout way to get to him using the American dream moniker, yeah, like, that was the entire point of the promo, and it went in so many little threads to finally get to that point, but never felt like one continuous stream of consciousness he was talking about a go-go talking about how he doesn't like america which i've never heard i only saw him put the flag on cody last week which and itself he, he, now he
0: just offhandedly said shitty america a couple of times
2: yeah it's just off that itself feels like it's forced to get to the end of this promo as well
0: yeah
2: um Cody loves a little lip tremble as well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, a su- little cheer going down the cheek. You know? he, lo- he He Cody loves when he's talking, and <sighs> there <you> go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving the big line now. But isn't Cody himself mixed race? Terms? Isn't his mother like of Mexican? I type? believe so.
0: I believe um, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I mean, there were the. I thought, like I said, delivery was very good. I think it was a problem when he opens the promo about Americana and America, USA versus the world, admitting that it's not cool and that people do really <laughs> yeah. like it. He's like, well, I'm here anyway to do it. Um, yeah, like the USA versus the world idea, right, was passe when they did it with Muhammad Hassan in 2005. And Jr. is like, well, Mohammed, fuck God, you love it or you leave it. And then Mohammed Hassan choked him and he looked like Jabba the We um, knew that was coming. Um, has a little tongue sticking out. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, delivery wise, I thought Cody is always good for a good emotional promo. And the big promos, he more often than not knocks it out of the park. I just thought it was very rambly. And I didn't really get the point of what he was doing until... At the very end, he's like, for one not only, I'll be, not the nightmare, American nightmare, I'll be the American dream. And I was like, okay, but he could have, I don't know if this is either the the storyline, or the time, or anything for him to finally unleash the, he's the American dream. For an Anthony Agogo match, which has had like two weeks of build. Mm. I don't know if the whole thing felt very tacky to me and very kind of pointless,
0: especially when like, not only is he such a new guy, but he is like, he's very cartoony and like he, uh, like he, he's all but twirling his mustache. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it's, it's a lot. I kind of wish they were feuding more about how the fact that he hates video games more so than he hates Americans.
2: Or have some real reason, like build it off the back of the, like, uh, QT Marshall feud, like a go-go could have got more involved in that, have some real like heat to it. I don't really understand why they're feuding apart from he hit him and put the flag on him. But there's not much to it apart from that. Like, why is Cody like I'm the American dream now? You know, like, like he's had more heated feuds with other people. Um, whether or not they were American, I'm not exactly sure, but I don't know why that set away the baseline for his feud.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see where they go next week. He's he's been <sighs> vehemently defending it online. He's very proud of it. I think.
1: Um, what What do you think, Joe? What, what was your take on it? Oh, uh, I, I kind of skipped it when he came out with the well, when he <laughs> said when he said it's not the England dream. I was like, what do you mean? Do you mean the, <laughs> so you mean the nice. English dream? Because that doesn't even make sense. But anyway, he, he's like the he's like the people who are like who. Uh,
2: what's your man called? Um, James McLean not wearing the poppy. Well, he plays in England, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he takes the British sterling, all right. doesn't
0: seem to mind that. Cody literally, he said a version of that, didn't he? He said, well, you, you take American dollars, Anthony, don't you? Like, oh, shut the fuck up, Cody. Yes. Pay him in sterling, then. See if he cares. <laughs> Pay him in Britcoin. Oh, there you go. If, that, if that's not real, I'm going to create that. Oh, anyway, uh, next we had the uh, the tag team title match Young Bucks versus SCU. Uh, stiff being it was for the titles, but if SCU lost, they would disband, and they did in fact lose, and they did in fact disband. Uh, I thought the match was really, really good.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this this version of the Young Bucks. It's just a bit too silly for me. But it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was fun.
2: What did you make of the uh, the spot that's heard around the world? The Shawn Michaels.
1: I'm sorry. I love <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That was funny. Yeah, it was
2: cute. Like, I mean, I I, I definitely know people like like Joe said but people specifically of that spot who were like, or oh, don't like the young bucks, this and that. And I'm like, well, they're, you know, they're annoying heels. They're, they're doing that. It's like, yeah, but, mm. but, um, like I, I, I get it. I, I thought it was cute, but I also, there was part of me also that was immediately kind of repulsed by it. Not out of any loyalty to the original spot. Cause God knows Ric Flair had none. <laughs> he had none. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I, I don't I, know. I, it's, Everything is almost too much of a wink and a nudge, like constantly. Yeah, that's it. Um, but that's the shtick. Like, like I get it. But it's,
0: it's like Joe said. I, I think it's it is too much. because it's, it's like I thought that spot was cute, but it was like, but his, his, he was so exaggerated in saying it. He was like Jim Carrey playing the Grinch, the way he was putting his face. <laughs> uh, I suppose the other thing worth talking about when it comes to that tag um, match. Is they did do the old TNA to the back moment. Very fitting for what might be Chris Daniel's last match in his career. Um, I, I feel like I, at first, I felt like I was irrationally mad at that, but then as time went on, I was like, no, that was actually quite rational. I I, I did not like that at all, especially since I, I imagine they are going to stick to it and that that team will be no more.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't the biggest SCU fan anyway. No, the the, the two owl lads, but they like they put on a good match, and yeah, especially the 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 copious amounts of bleeding by uh, Chris Daniels mm. and the big black eye he seems to have gotten from it. Um, yeah, we could have had a little bit of a moment where you know the camera just lingers on them as they yeah they hug and they wave their goodbyes. You know, it was a bit like oh, never mind that shit to the back. Um. It was a bit like when the UFC uh, fired Mike Goldberg and he didn't even get to say goodbye after 20 years of commentating or whatever. A little bit like, you know, I don't know. Could, uh, could have been given a little bit more time just to. Today's time. to could have.
0: But uh, yeah. So, uh, a lot of other rubbish here. Little vignettes, promo. Yeah, Christian bad. Cage
2: was interviewed the most boring wrestler in the world. No!
0: Oh, he's no! so boring! Settle, down. He's Settle so boring. down. Settle down. No need for that. No need
2: for that at all. No need he's boring. All. No, he's fine. He's good. Um, oh, he's a boring man.
0: Well, I mean, look, what's he. She he's said, there's like, oh, what, how'd you feel about that fucking battle royal? And then Evan Bourne comes up.
2: What's he supposed oh, to Oh, well, my God. You know? He was so bad. No! This was this was a show of weirdly bad promos <laughs> the <laughs> entire show long. Oh my god, Cap- Captain! No charisma and that's outrageous. Captain, <laughs> negative charisma, Evan. Bourne. Not at all. Not at all. What are you talking about? Edge, Calm down. Like, look. Here is the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling fans will often talk about. Oh, here is how we should have done it. Here is here is how we should do this spot. Right. <laughs> I shoot could do a better promo than oh the- fuck off,
0: fuck off! If you you could do a better promo with one of the interview, nobodies coming up to and going. Well, Paul, what do you think about the battle royale? And then Max Idell, like, eh? Well, how uh, about me and you score off next week? You think you could do better bouncing off of that?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, oh,
0: we'll yeah, well, we'll see. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Max Idell on the blower. I'm gonna ask him to do a cameo down the phone, and you have to respond. <laughs> Anyway, leaving
2: aside this Christian slander, which I don't like. I look Christian in 2005 was like my favorite wrestler. Him and Tomko, and he came out and do his little kissing to the kissing his fingers to the fans. And he had a great theme song that they remade for some reason and absolutely fucking ruined. (laughs) Um, and he had his peeps and he had his wacky shirt or his jacket come out with the big C on it with the belly cut out of it. Like, he's such (laughs) such a great, like, cool heel. And now he's just this vet who just speaks very dryly, has very good matches, but he's got, like, no character. What is his character? Veteran wrestler. That's it. Um, God. Uh, for for a wrestler who, at his, like, peak in his prime, was dripping with charisma, is yeah. just this, this, dare I say, just fucking plain Jane wrestler. Um... Is is so not what I hoped he would be when he showed up in AEW, but he is. Anyway, we got
0: <laughs> this wasn't much better. We got Pack versus Orange Cassidy, um, which wasn't amazing, but wasn't bad early on. And then Orange Cassidy got hurt, so it's not even really. I don't want to knock this too harshly, but it did kind of fall apart once he got hurt, um. Uh, once he got hurt, they kind of called an audible. Kenny Omega came out and Cassidy was down, and then Omega laid out Pac. And then the referee did like a finish. I don't think I can't remember the last time I've seen one of these. A legit double count out where they're still in the ring, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a double knockout, effectively, is what the finish was, I guess. Right. Um, apparently, the original finish was supposed to be, um, uh, what was it? Oh, a timely withdrawal, I believe, is what they were supposed to do. Um, you know, which I imagine probably would have been a great match if it if it stayed mm. on the rails. Um, but yeah, so they they were both down. Kenny tries to think of oh, nobody here's a winner, so no one's the the yeah. top contender in hundred years of pro wrestling. That's always the way it's done, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> absolute fucking clown. Actually, Absol- they booked this guy like a clown, and it's really getting <laughs> annoying. It's really getting annoying. <laughs> um. But uh yeah, so then Tony Schiavone came down and said actually, to the shock of everyone, it's gonna be a three way at the pay-per-view, which is really boring.
2: I don't yeah. care about that. I wasn't aware of the um that was a legitimate injury. You've just broken that news to me, right? Uh yeah, he, he hurt his neck on a um on the, the, bomb, the power bomb. It? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did I didn't hear about that. But yeah, I was I was rolling my eyes at the 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 never been done before for the first time ever the heel comes out and attacks and oh there's no winner oh so i have the night off gimmick but like fair enough if if they had to um think on the fly fair enough you know like I, you can't really be too mm-hmm. harsh on them for that um like it, i think it's easy in retrospect to say well you could have done this you could have done this but if they're literally like we're we're on live tv what the fuck do we do <laughs> yeah just go out and do that thing do the heel thing go we fucking do it we we we'll, we we'll think about later what, what we do I think that's fair enough. I was I was very down on it on it initially, but learning that, uh, I have a bit of sympathy for him.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh...
2: That being said, Kenny Omega is, as you say, is not good, especially on the mic. He talks too fast. Has nothing interesting to say. Thank God mm-hmm. he's got good matches because he's not got much else. Yeah,
0: nice. Good matches <laughs> and
2: Don Callis. That's what he's got.
0: Uh, and from one kind of not great promo to another, we got the inner, not the inner circle, the pinnacle doing their kind of victory uh, dance, <laughs> which was fine for what it was until they were interrupted by well, uh, Generation X. Let me just X. say,
2: before they were interrupted, yeah, before they are interrupted, what was Tully Blanchard talking about for any... Oh, he was rambling it? on forever <laughs>
3: <fucking laughs> Jesus! Oh god, yeah.
2: He was yeah. talking about their watches and like what the watch means and he never It's got a very it what it means. special
1: bracelet. And if you don't know what that means, it's a watch. <laughs> it's a watch. Okay. And that's what it's about. And It's like what he's <laughs> saying, god, I don't he's, he's he's got of, out
0: of it. He was, like, he was like Joe Biden up there telling a the story. Oh god. <laughs> and this watch let me tell you, Jack, this watch came from the watch, listen.
2: Um, and let me just say, also, right, Inner Circle or DX show up with a little gimmick, right? But the the amount I laughed at this segment was off the charts. This had, me, this had me rolling in the aisles, right? I'll tell you why. Remember a few weeks ago, QT Marshall runs to the Nightmare Bus, whatever it's called, Nightmare Express, mm. and you have little Cody Rhodes face peeping through the window, right? Yeah. <laughs> The inner circle show up on their little... Scooter. Scooter thing. <laughs> little Chris Jericho's face in the background peeping out.
1: Oh, oh my yeah.
2: God. I had to
0: rewind. I laughed so hard. Everything about this was so bad. So they're having their problem. Their problem was fine, except for Tony. And then, yeah. Little, like... Little, like... It, it's like the type of, like... A, a wagon that, like a little kid trying to earn a few quid, would drive yeah, up to it the was stadium. A Power
2: wheels is what it
0: was. Yeah, like oh, I'll make a few bob by selling ice creams outside Danny's place when the wrestling fans come out. The inner circle ride this thing in this. Uh, this part, by the way, this is not a major criticism, but it is stupid. They kept talking about how Santana was arrested because MJF called the cops on him because he used a fork in the cage match but the cage match where they were all stabbing each other and throwing each other off the roof and fucking killing each other but santana somehow got arrested in the middle of all that
2: was there any news about why he missed the show or wasn't on it
0: i don't know but if i uh i mean i don't know i don't want to speculate um i assumed it was just a
2: just a bit they were doing. To, yeah, to I, I just open. mean in terms of me obviously missing the news. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about
0: that. So. No, no, I I didn't see one thing or another. Like, yeah, uh, but so anyway, they came out and first of all, the the main the main grievance with this segment was they did a knockoff raw angle from twenty two years ago, where they had again a, a not nearly as impressive little piddly little hose
1: little shooting mis-
0: champagne in. out in the style of Austin on Raw twenty years ago.
1: Which it's vi- fucking harder than that.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> even <laughs> got a powerful piss if
1: that's the case. <laughs> it would be cooler
0: and newer if they did that. Imagine. Well. Imagine. But, uh, but so that was, first of all, that was lame because that was just a, a knockoff of a thing we've seen a million times. The real issue, though, is I couldn't believe that Jericho did not miss one week of TV no. after this death defying thing he did last week.
3: No.
2: Ridiculous. But that's, that's been symbolic of this feud. Is Remember when the, the Inner Circle showed up in the Jacks? That was their big return. I was like, they couldn't be off for like a month after the, the fucking beatdown the Pinnacle put on them. They're, they missed like maybe one week and then they're in the toilet. And yeah, Jericho couldn't miss one week after the push off the cage. Like, have the Pinnacle have their celebration and have the story be like, will the Inner Circle ever return from this? They lost blood and guts. How can they ever come back? Ha- yeah. Maybe don't even have them on the pay-per-view. Have them come back the week after the pay-per-view. But no, they have to have a stadium stampede. They need to shove a two-week epilogue to this feud so they can have a- the wacky stadium stampede match.
0: And and redo the stipulation they literally did on this same show. On this show where if the inner circle lose they have to disband. And like this show, I feel like they probably should lose because I feel like their time is just up as an act. Yeah. Um, if they're having to jump into the 1999 monday night raw book of angles i feel like it's probably time to oh, call them so D. Stupid.
2: yeah i don't even think the the conceptually the angle was bad it's just as you say they came out on a little rinky dink little, <laughs> yeah. like, a little it, super soaker attached to
1: the top the of reason that. it worked with like the beer or the milk is that they came out of a massive truck and a big hose that like it was so powerful, it knocked them over and they couldn't get back up. Here, they could have just got out of the ring and they wouldn't have been Why did they stand there? Yeah, and I mean, it? as you <laughs> said, yeah.
2: And Austin came down the ramp, which theoretically in wrestling world is how you, it blocks leave, you enter and yeah. leave the ring, right? So he's blocking their exit. Whereas, yeah, why couldn't they just run up the ramp and disappear? <laughs> on AEW. And Jericho with his little arm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, little boo boo. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Inner Circle will lose, but I hope mm. they do. Yeah, just the, the it's. I don't. I don't want to too quickly go run to the 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 flop of the year awards, but I think I have a front runner for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we'll see. It's
0: early yet. We're not even at the halfway point. But I. It's I, early uh, yet, I feel but... you. Uh, we had a Thunder Rosa squash, and then we had the main event yeah. which was uh, Miro becoming the new TNT champion
2: against Darby Allen. and uh, i thought this was fantastic yeah. Sh- shades of brody lee winning the title i thought
0: yeah a uh, little bit more competitive
2: but the same general vibe mm. this was the, this was the miro you wanted to see you know yeah, but i this is the miro you want to see but this was the allen performance that gave us that yes
0: yeah we fight the greatest suicide dive you've ever seen in your life oh, i just <laughs> bounced off him um, yeah, so um, and Miro won relatively straight up. Obviously, they had the storyline from last week to play off of with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, which is fair enough. But uh, not too many shenanigans in the match, which I did like. Uh, Miro did jump him kind of before the match started, but fairly, fairly straightforward as it kind of should be for those two characters. Um, yeah. And then they, uh, Page and Scorpio came out after the match, and it looks like that. I, I would guess it'll be staying at Allen against those two at the paper, route, I guess. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that,
1: but we'll see. Yeah, Darby Allen's great, although I mean, it's no wonder he turned out like he did. I mean, did you see his house? It was full of skeletons and all sorts of weird shit. No wonder he grew up to be a weirdo, yeah, yeah.
2: I loved um, the chop block on Sting, especially. I don't know why. But something about yeah. that, I was like, oh, that's just so clever. Like, uh, just, just a, a single move to take out take out the veteran without it being him taking a fucking buckle bomb into the crowd barricade or something. Just a simple little chop block. Ah, he's down, you son of a bitch. You got him from behind. A little cheap fucking heel attack. Oh, it was great. And then they ran like... And I called it, I said, Scalded dogs! And then Jim Ross is like, Scalded dogs! I was like, yeah! Yeah, very, very good. Very good stuff. Although, if I was to nitpick, the um, when he does the, uh, I think he called that the accolade, um, when he does it, when he does the lie down version, it doesn't look like there's any pressure on his opponent's back or neck. Yeah. Which is a bit annoying. But um, that would be my only gripe with it, otherwise I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, so uh, two great wrestlers, great match, obviously, and and you know no time wasting as well, which is part of what I liked it. As well. That was what was great about the Brody Lee match you referenced as well. You know, to the point, no messing. Uh, and that was dynamite this week. Um, yeah. We did have another episode of Dark Side of the Ring, which was uh, tremendous. I think I think they're three for three so far. Uh, Nick Gage this week, um, yeah, which was you know obviously pretty gruesome. Um, at various points as you'd expect but also pretty interesting and uh, the story behind it all was was pretty great so i think i think they're off to to a really great start with three strong episodes um yeah am i the only one who's seen any so far yeah Okay. Yeah.
2: well i was watching mayor of town this week so i'll have time <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll try and get um dark side of the ring this week i'll get, try and get caught up on that because i've only got one episode of mayor of town to to watch that was aired yesterday Gotta get caught up before they talk about collision in North Korea. <gasps> which I actually do not know anything about. So. Isn't that like the, to this date, like the biggest attendance for a wrestling event? I think. Yeah, 190,000 or something like that. Fucking okay, no.
0: um, Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be some interesting stories out of that. But yeah, uh, and I suppose also to end out the show, uh, R.I.P. New Jack speaking the Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. he's uh, He's doing a run in on heaven now with natural born killers <laughs> playing just walking up to St. Peter with like a a harp and just pretending to play it
2: for two seconds or bonking him on the head with it (laughs) oh god you you remember when they did the Randy Orton Eddie Guerrero um, the horrible (laughs) taste feud with, with Rey Mysterio when he was like Eddie's not up there he's down there and everyone was fucking outraged about it right yeah if he said about that about new jack i think most people would just go yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't think it was the sentiment i think it was who it was about was the problem yeah and (laughs) i think new jack you know the way to say well eddie guerrero would have loved it i think new jack would have loved it oh he absolutely would have he absolutely would have he's he's down there laughing at this bit right now to his last day new jack was like i fucking stabbed that fat Dickhead, <laughs> whatever.
0: Something, something to the effect of of that. Yeah. Um What a, so character. Yeah. What like, a character!
2: Like him or hate him, what a character New Jack
0: was. He was he was wrestling personified in all the good and bad ways that phrase could be interpreted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Did,
2: did Lance Storm do his obituary?
0: He did, and it was a very Lance Storm thing. He's like, uh, so <laughs> I can It's something along the lines of we were polar opposites but <laughs> oh no shit it was nice i
1: i i was proud to share a locker room. something non-committal about him as a person he's you obviously know. learned from the previous ones because he didn't just go didn't know him sorry <laughs> he did actually say oh yeah we were different didn't know like them, him. And to be
0: honest i think he should have died in jail oh um, god he
1: did
0: <laughs> <Barry>. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's going to do it for this week's show. We'll yeah. be back next week with more of the usual. We'll yeah. be back with dynamite. We'll maybe back with Dark Souls. We we'll be we back will. with with uh, Pokemon and Warzone and, and Twitch and all that jazz. chairshoppodcast.com yeah. uh, If you want to email us at Chairshoppod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye from me, Barry. Bye from Paul. Goodbye. Let's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye.